Mireya Ramos is a New York-based Latin Grammy-winning vocalist, violinist, composer, arranger, and founder of Flor de Toloache, New York City's first and only all-women mariachi group. Born in California to Dominican and Mexican parents, Mireya was raised in San Juan, Puerto Rico until moving to New York in her teen years to pursue her musical career. Hi, Mireya. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so grateful to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. In reading about your work, I also learned that you you too come from a musical family mm-hmm. with connections to Puerto Rico, where you're currently speaking with me from. And so I wanted to start by asking you a little bit about how this upbringing has influenced the work that you do today, not only in the musical styles, but also perhaps in some of that deeper intention and that heart. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that is everything that I am, you know, what I portray, what I express through my music. But I was very lucky. I'm very blessed to have uh, both of my parents very proud to be where they're from. My dad's from Mexico. My mom's from Dominican Republic. And they're both music lovers, they're both singers. My dad was a mariachi singer and my mom collected vinyl and she just naturally sings beautifully. And uh, she's very socially conscious. And so she made sure that my brother and I grew up being proud of being Afro-Latinos. But you know, growing up as an Afro-Latino is not always easy. It's, you often find yourself feeling that you're not from one place or the other. And so I often found myself feeling a little bit out, out of place and being the darkest one in my class and all of those type of things. And, you know, as you get older, you start noticing those things and people make you conscious of that. And so I have to say that my family and music really saved my life. It really gave me that avenue to find myself and find myself through other artists and through songs. And uh, I have my mom to thank for that because she taught us our pride and shared with us our, our roots through these songs, whatever songs she saw herself in, including like Las Caras Lindas, who a, a, a beautiful song by Tite Alonso, now for Puerto Rican composer uh, that I grew up listening to in salsa and then Fast forward, I have an old female mariachi from New York City doing fusion, and then we cover that song in a very different mm. way. And so I think because of all those experiences and and in my Mexican side, you know, I do mariachi. I'm very well involved in my Mexican roots, and I really fell in love with where I come from through music. I'm also very lucky, and I find it a responsibility where I'm at now to represent my experience, but also represents the experience that is the experience of many. Uh, a lot of people see themselves and in, in me or in the other women that are part of Flor de Toluache. And so to see that kind of feedback and to see that kind of impact is also priceless. As an artist, it's something that maybe sometimes you don't even think about that you can change a whole community by just doing what you love and doing it genuinely and from the heart. And it's so lovely to see a little girl come to my show that looks like me and, or, you know, we look alike and, and she can tell me like, I'm so excited to see you up there and you inspire me. And she's going through the same challenges I did growing up. And it's sad that people are still going through that, but it's also amazing that there's a lot more representation out there nowadays. And so that definitely confirms the the importance of representation and the work that we do. 
I was reading an interview that you did with LATV. You said that at some point I understood that what we are doing is beyond music. It truly is a mission. Can you tell me more about that mission? Yeah, I mean, I think that I feel the responsibility because of where I am now in my career, where I have the means and the platform to talk about things that are important and I'm constantly in the public eye and so I'm very conscious of how I represent myself and can inspire and impact the next generation. It, that's so important because it was so important to me and I feel like I was able to find myself through music. I have the opportunity to represent my community in a certain way and I'm going to take that, you know, and I didn't have that growing up. I didn't have someone that looks like me that sang the music that I that I like, mariachi or even uh, uh, I don't know, Latin pop. Most women look, you know, way whiter than me, even if they were Latina. And still to this day, you know, there's not a lot of Afro Latinas that are like making it big. Because of those reasons, I feel the responsibility to do that, and we've witnessed the impact that we've generated with just existing as as a group and the things that we're doing, the fact that we are revolutionizing in a genre that's male-dominated and a genre that for a lot of people is their parents or their grandparents or their great-grandparents' music, especially the generation that are maybe born in the U.S. or moved from their Mexico or anywhere in Latin America and came to the U.S., they feel connected to our music because I went to New York when I was 17 and I, I speak Spanish, you know, I, I do go between Spanish and, and, and English. And so a lot of kids that are in, in the U.S. can relate to that. And that's part of the reason why Shay and I chose to do songs in Spanish and English. And now this new album has more of a bilingual vibe to it. Mm -hmm. And, language is also an important thing that we didn't really realize until we saw ourselves in those situations or when we started getting feedback from people and how people connected to our songs you know we were just literally doing what was genuine to us yeah. we were expressing ourselves and and when you're genuine and you're really put your heart out you really see how people connect to that tremendously and and then you don't feel as alone because sometimes you feel alone. You know, you feel like, oh, am I the only one going through this? But you're not. But we've seen so many conversations being sparked just by the fact that we wear pants in the mariachi world, yeah. just for the fact that we wear our hair out, that I have curly hair and I'm leading a band and I'm Afro-Latina and there's no mariachi led by an Afro-Latina. You know, I'm probably we're probably the only ones. All of those little things that you didn't even think about have caused a, uh, a a little bit of a friction, a little bit of a, um, how do you call it, a challenge, you know, it's, and people start commenting on our social media, very negative, borderline racial stuff. And, mm -hmm. and so then you think about it and you're like, instead of getting angry, I, I actually, I'm actually intrigued and curious to see like, why, where is this coming from? Like, you know, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. Why don't, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel threatened by someone that's wearing her hair out <laughs> with right. a mariachi suit? Right. Like, why is that such a big deal for right. you? There must be something, you know? Right. Because at this day and age, that should not be an issue, but it is. And it is in our communities. And that, that is the root of the problem, you know? 
that's why we take so seriously how we represent ourselves. And obviously we might not be perfect. We might, you can, we can always do more, but we do what we can and we try to do it as genuinely as possible. Absolutely. It sort of leads me to my next question, which is, uh, what are some important teachings that you learned if you were speaking to the next generation of performing artists who are seeking to lift up uh, messages of love and liberation to the world? What do you think would be useful to the next generation? I feel like there's a gap between my generation and the next generation just because of the internet, you know, and social media and all that. So I think that connecting those two things and being kind to each other and being sympathetic, sometimes we forget that and see the beauty, you know, the same uh, message of inclusion and love is just not just including gender or racially, you know, it goes, it goes way farther than that. You know, it's beyond that. And People are, have a lot of layers to them, human beings, no matter where you come from. And I think that we have to keep that in mind. And sometimes it's hard if your only connection is one online, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, the, I feel like I see that in a new generation. There's a little bit of, uh, disconnection there socially, you know, and, and a lack of sympathy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, that might change. I don't know. That's just the feeling I get right now and what I've experienced lately. But there's a sense of confidence and freedom that our generation didn't have. That's very admirable of this new generation. The fact that, you know, they want, they want a better world. They want to be more inclusive. They don't want to live the way we lived, you know, the way, the way we thought of people and and our society. And that's really, that's great. I mean, that gives me hope. Listen to the full episode of this podcast at therhythmofrebellion.com. Thanks for listening.